Welcome to the WCI 3-in-1 pod after Illinois blows out Lindenwood 92-59. A not unexpected result. Illinois should have beaten Lindenwood by this much, and they do. Brett Barons and Bryce Beeman here. Looking back on a couple of performances in particular, RJ Melendez to me stands out. Sky Clark as well. Clark, a new career high, 19 points, goes 8 of 9 from the field. Bryce, R.J. Melendez, though, really sticks out to me because of his slow start this season. 17 points for him. That is also a career high for the sophomore wing. 7 of 11 from the field, and it all adds up. Along with Terrence Shannon putting in 16, Jaden Epps with 12 to Illinois getting the win. Not all that unexpected, but... I think there is some unexpected parts of this, and that's what we're going to discuss here uh, following this Friday night victory. Bryce, uh, coming off of Vegas, what was your maybe expectation of what this performance would be, and did the Illini meet it? Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, I kind of figured they were going to beat Lindenwood by this much, Um, especially they were winning by a lot going into the second half, you know, I figured that they were going to get some other guys in, which they did, you know, kind of one of those games. I think Brad Underwood after the post game and during the post game press conference was talking about how they didn't really even practice for Lindenwood. They just worked on stuff this week and they're working for other things. And he's like, that's, nothing that's against Lindenwood. Lindenwood. <laughs> I mean, it's like nothing against Lindenwood, but yeah, that's against Lindenwood. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, I don't blame him for that though. You know, he was, you know, they're working on things that they learned about in Vegas. And he said that they were trying to clean up stuff He said they're still not in sync with some things because they still had like 22 turnovers. Let me find that number there. I think it's 22 turnovers. 21, 22 turnovers. And he said that, you know, they're still not in sync, that the guys are trying to do the right thing a lot of times, but maybe, you know, someone's brain is trying to do something else and they're not really synced up yet. So I think that is still something that they need to work on because they do turn the ball over a lot, which some guys might have been trying to try different stuff, you know, when you're winning by that much. You can, you know, do that extra drive, you know, try to shoot a little bit extra, whatever, and kind of play around a little bit more. Um, But... Obviously, I you know, this is what I expected from Illinois, this big of a win. Yeah, I think and you could relate to this better than I could playing T1 sports, but when you're playing a lesser opponent or a lower-level opponent, the focus isn't there as much as it was in Vegas. It's just the reality yeah. of what it is. But to me, when you still have all these turnovers and you have 22, that's become a theme now six games in. And I, I can understand when you're up 26 in the first half, you're a little bit more loose with the ball. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's have some fun. Plenty of dunks in the first half yeah. as well. I think I was more impressed. Okay, so Sincere Harris had said coming into this game, like he was joking around with us in the in the media avail on Wednesday before Thanksgiving that like his teammates were giving him a hard time that he couldn't dunk because he's missed a couple mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. He's elected to have a layup instead of a dunk. Mm-hmm. So he showed his dunk. But to me, Bryce, I think the thing that stood out to me was that behind-the-back pass – like, that was almost more impressive than the dunk to me because yeah. it just showed his confidence that he was willing to make that pass on the outlet to R.J. Melendez for the dunk. That was impressive. That was one of those where you're, like, kind of jaw drops a little bit. Like, I was shooting that game, and I was like, oh, wow, that was good. I mean, people started roaring, too, because, like, that was impressive of a play. I meant to tweet that out, and I might have to do it after this. Um, but, I mean, that was an impressive play. And then Terrence Shannon coming in and just – Playing it in. I mean, he had a couple yeah. dunks today, obviously. So, yeah, I, I still like what I'm seeing from Sincere Harris. I think he's still such a spark plug. He had a couple steals on the game today. Um, find it there. Yeah, he wanted yeah, to be called Mr. 94 steals. Feet 
Uh, that's what he had said on Wednesday. You know, and he's confident, borderline cocky. Oh, yeah. Like I love hey, it though. I like like it. he yeah. brings the energy in, and I think we're seeing that. And and in his minutes tonight, uh, up to seventeen, I'm pretty sure that's a new season high, career high for him in, in minutes. He had only played nine in that UCLA game, remember last Friday night in Vegas, where he provided a huge spark and change the game, mm-hmm. but he really only played nine minutes. Tonight, a huge uptick in minutes for him, and and I think he, that's going to continue. He's three of seven from the floor, does knock down a three, just one of five from beyond the arc. Uh, like you mentioned, a couple of steals, a couple of assists, and only one turnover. Uh, overall, I, I think a pretty strong performance from him does only have one rebound. But if he continues to bring that energy off the bench, he's going to find himself what I think would be a good niche of like 12 to 18 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. I think if he can play in that kind of realm, mm-hmm. that he, he's going to have a big-time role on this team as still like the ninth guy, eighth guy probably. Yeah. Because you feel really good about what your bench is with Jaden Epps and Ty Rogers, who uh, still played 22 minutes tonight, which just shows how much Brad Underwood has faith in Ty Rogers. He's not making necessarily a huge impact. Three turnovers for him, two assists. He did have a steal in there uh, with three rebounds, but you know he do he wasn't like a huge impact necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even as much as sincere, but like he's going to be in that rotation along with Dane Danger. You know, and and I feel really strongly about what Illinois' bench is. And when you add Sincere and when you add Luke Goody coming back off of injury, whenever that may be, um, I, th- I think Illinois is going to be in a good spot there. So those kind of moments, Bryce, is what I look for in these kind of games. Yes, Illinois is going to win by 30. That's not the issue for me. It's, okay, can we see a Sincere Harris behind-the-back pass, a dunk? Can we see R.J. Melendez finally get out of his slump? And I, when I w- look back at his numbers, I didn't – I'd kind of forgotten he did have two games this year where he scored eight and nine points. He hadn't been in double digits yet this year, and I wasn't expecting a career-high 17 from him. 15 in the first half. What did you see out of him, especially in that first half, because he only had two in the second, that you're like, whoa, that's the R.J. Melendez that I think maybe a lot of people expected coming into this year, coming off that NCAA tournament game last year against Houston when he flashed. I mean, that's kind of actually exactly what I thought was, oh, okay, R.J.'s back. You know, he's playing like how we have seen him play before, you know. And so we haven't seen that yet this season. And so, I mean, he came in, hit a couple threes. I think uh, he was just kind of all over the court. He had a couple great passes. Uh, was dribbling well, like he was just kind of doing everything. I think he, yeah. So I was like, it was just one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, he's playing like we've been waiting for him yeah. to play, kind of thing. Um, and I think everyone could feel that too. And I mean, it showed. And he probably didn't have as many minutes in the second half. I don't think he probably got in as much, or maybe he shared the ball a little bit. I know they kind of had a lot more people in, but um, yeah, he only played ten minutes in the second yeah, half, and that's just a product of the game. Yes, being in, in a but blowout and up twenty six at half. half. I think is impressive by him. I think that has only got to fuel his confidence. What did he say in the post game afterwards in a podium game for him to kind of um, just say that? That like was his confidence shaken? Because I'll tell you what, Brad Underwood was on him in Vegas. I was sitting ten feet from him. Brad was two inches from his face, letting loose with words that you wouldn't talk to your mother in, <laughs> and he was not happy with RJ's effort. And I asked Brad on Wednesday. Uh, this just a couple of days ago about what RJ needs to do to find more consistency. And Brad just said effort. He said effort like nine times. That's all it was with RJ. Just effort, effort, effort. Did you see that from RJ tonight? And then what did he say afterwards about his response to whatever Brad and him had talked about? I definitely saw the effort there for sure. You know, I, I agree with you in Vegas just watching. I was watching through the TV, but, you know, he looked like, 
I'm sure he wasn't playing like this. I'm not going to go put myself inside someone's head. But, you know, he did look like a little lackadaisical, yeah. a little like, oh, whatever. I'm just kind of here. Floating. And, yeah. And, obviously, you never know what's going on inside an athlete's head. I'm not going to put myself in his shoes. But today he did come out <laughs> sparked up, ready to play. And that's kind of like the guy who, before he had an appendicitis, came out yeah. and absolutely dominated last season. And... After the game, I know he was talking about how he had a meeting with Brad Underwood. I, I feel like we always hear about this after a guy hasn't played maybe so hot. They have that meeting ch- with Brad Underwood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. they get chewed out on the bench. And he said he sat down with Brad, and basically um, Brad was kind of like, pick it up, like get into gear kind of thing. And um, RJ's not going to go into so much detail, obviously, but basically he said, like, yeah, like I was told to figure it out kind of thing. And he did, you know. I guess they might have had a little heart to heart there. And yeah. Brad later, uh, when he was asked to kind of about it, he, you know, he said that he's like, you know, I love the guys. I want what's best for the guys. And you know, sometimes I'm gonna lay into them, and I, you know, I need to whip them into shape a little bit. But I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for the team. And you know, I think sometimes you got. I mean, that's what you got to do as a coach. You got to right. kind of lay into your kids a little bit, you know, sometimes and. Tell them what they need to hear, and it's a little tough love, and I think, it, you know, whatever he said to him, because he didn't go into that much detail, uh, <laughs> I, it seemed to have worked. So, yeah. And I, I think Brad feels that way, and he said this because he realizes the potential in RJ. Definitely. That there's, he is so long, he can do so many different things, so versatile on the court. Uh, on both ends, it's just you've heard that so many times, like you've got to just pull it out of RJ, mm-hmm. and the best athletes seem to – have that intrinsically like they're just driven inside to be the best that they are i think of io yeah. and just like rice there were so many times we waited on io after practice to yeah. talk to him he's like oh, i got i got 100 more shots or whatever he had to make like the dude was yeah. just driven and like you know you go along the list of the best yeah. athletes but like and i'm not saying rj is not capable of that but like the fact that brad is seemingly having to pull it out of him time after time uh that's got to be frustrating for brad and also for rj to know like Hey, it doesn't feel good to get yelled at on the bench in front of yes. fifteen thousand people in Vegas. Like yeah, there's a you difference. can hear what he's saying. Yeah, there's a difference between consistency and like, <laughs> you know, you could be in the gym all the time and not be the best shooter and be, you know, working and trying to get shots and trying to be the best and maybe working on other things in your game, you know, mentally to be the best. And then there's a type of consistency of just like not really feeling like you want to be kind of thing and that's yeah. you can't change that mentality i mean i guess you can he, he did a little bit today so i don't Brad know got it out of him. i guess he figured it out yeah. but you know that's something that you know you can't teach that sometimes you know so you either want to be you know you either want it or you don't and yeah. so i you know i i don't know where his head's at you know but he seemed to want it today so he played really well today so that's the rj that you know, I think just has so much potential. And so I, I think he could be a really great player if he is able to channel that. No doubt. Game. And Sky Clark showed his potential as well. Man, he is really impressing so far. Brad had said that he wanted to see Sky shoot it more. And Sky did that tonight in this win against Lindenwood. Eight for nine from the field. Uh, made f- uh, three out of his four threes. And at the half, Bryce, he had already had three out of four threes. That, that's that's where he finished the half. Didn't take one in the second half. Finishes eight for nine from the game from the field. Nineteen points, new career high for him. Four assists, only two turnovers, in one steal. He is a plus thirty six on the court. That's a game high for Sky Clark. I had high expectations ever since I went down to see him in Florida on signing day when he signed. 
Um, the dude is just really impressionable, very, very poised, doesn't seem like a freshman, how he handles himself, how he carries himself, and his game is showing that he's not a freshman either. Uh, missed his first two free throws of the year tonight, too, 0 for 2 from the line, had not missed a free throw coming into this game, but Sky Clark continues to just show how valuable he is and what five-star talent can do. What'd you make of his game tonight and uh, an eight of nine showing from the floor in 24 minutes? Impressive. I think, uh, you know, I remember watching his videos, his, like when I was trying to find video of this guy, when he was first committing and everything, we didn't have any like actual video we'd taken ourselves. And I was looking up his recruiting video and I was like, man, this kid's got a beautiful shot. And I still to this day, like whenever he shoots, I'm like, God, it's, I don't know what it is. It's so smooth. So yeah. relaxed. I think some people, you know, you see him a little jerky, maybe, you know, maybe I don't, whatever they shooting a little low, whatever. And I just think his shot is like what you'd want to teach every kid yeah. how to shoot. And he's so composed and relaxed that there's a hand in his face. He's just relaxed shooting. And then he's relaxing the ball up. And he was talking about post game. Um, just how, you know, how easy it is that, this team is super unselfish, and he was saying that it makes his job easier. And just the work ethic with this team, he's talking about how it's just, you know, guys are constantly moving and trying to get open and trying to find the next pass. And he said it makes his job a lot easier, bringing the ball up the court when there's a bunch of guys, you know, constantly moving screens, all that stuff, and just trying to you know, pick and roll or whatever. And he said, like, it makes my job way easier to get open. <laughs> but I also just thought him finding shots and you know, they were landing and – I think he's impressive. I was waiting for him to have one of these games. I felt like he's been having great games. He's been playing well, consistent. And I was just waiting for one of these games for him to just really pop off and be one of the top scorers. And, you know, and I was waiting. And he doesn't even play like a freshman. I think yeah. he's going to be outstanding by his senior year. And I think the bigger thing is, even in only two high major games, and we'll get another one on Tuesday against Syracuse, who's not a great team, but it's still a high still major ACC well. competition. Uh, the point guard questions we had at the beginning of the year, I think, have largely been answered to this point. Now, there's still a lot of high major games left, uh, and and in you know out of their six games, they've only played two high major opponents. But like the moment's not too big for him or Jaden. I think both of those guys, and that was our question. Like, if we had one overarching question coming into the season, Bryce, for me, it was how are the freshman point guards going to play? Because we know how important guards are to the success of a team, and by and large, they have passed the test, uh, both I think defensively and offensively. Certainly with Jaden leading the team with 14 points on Sunday in Vegas and the loss to Virginia. Tonight, Sky has 19, complementing each other very well, just like you had said. It's it's not like the moment's too big, number one. It's not like they're not capable or talented enough, and they're gelling with their teammates. Like They're seamlessly transitioning to a Terrence Shannon Jr. who is way more experienced and, and even talented than him, obviously. But like They're all seeming to gel together pretty well, which I think has got to be really encouraging uh, for Illini Nation. All right, uh, we mentioned Sh uh, Shannon, 16 points. No points for Coleman Hawkins, only took two shots tonight. Did have five rebounds. Uh, at all concerning for you, three fouls for him and six turnovers for Coleman. You know, if there's one thing like that's the one thing I'm yeah. like, where's where's Coleman's head at? Well, my thing is, you know, in the post game, I was kind of curious what Brad was kind of thinking. I feel like we haven't seen him put up a lot of numbers, you know, a lot of stats lately. Um, and you know, Brad was talking about obviously he want he's like I want him to take that shot, but he was talking about how Coleman has been like sometimes sees the court differently. And there was one time I remember where Terrence kind of ran under the basket. Coleman threw it to him. Terrence had no idea, like went past him, almost hit him in the head kind of thing. And Terrence was like, what? And like, it was a miscommunication. Yeah. 
And obviously that's still, you know, something that you are figuring out in your first, you know, what is this, five, six games in the season? Six games. Six now, games yeah. in the season. Um, and two new players there. Like, yeah, two new together. players. You never played together. But <clears throat> Brad was talking about that's just like kind of something he's like, Coleman doesn't always see the field the same as everyone else. Like he doesn't always see the court the same right. as everyone else. And so he's like, you know, trying to get him to, you know, maybe not throw that and take the shot. And or something like that. That wasn't the example he was giving, but he was talking about how like, you know, Coleman will try to do something else. And he's like, take the shot. Like, you have a great shot. Take the shot, Coleman. Mm -hmm. And was kind of saying stuff like that. And he was also saying he's like, sometimes, you know, Brad was also said that he likes what he's still seeing from him and that he's still having an impact on the court. And I think he does, too. You know, he had a couple blocks. He's tall, lanky, you know, he can dribble well. And, you know, he makes an impact under the basket, gets you some rebounds still, even though his, you know, stats aren't there, you know, he's still making an impact. Still got a hand in your face when, you know, you're playing a Lindenwood who's not as tall. You know, he's still got hands in their faces, boxing out and everything. So, you know, I think he's still, I don't, I don't know where his head's at. Hopefully he doesn't get discouraged. That would be more my thing because I think we can see a lot from him. I think his effort's there. I think he's trying, you know, I just think it's, Maybe just trying to find his groove a little bit. Maybe he's trying to find yep. his place where, you know, last year he's coming off the bench more, you know, and have as big of a role. Maybe it's trying to figure out where he belongs, you know, and maybe step into that leadership role. And maybe he's just not there yet, but I think maybe he could get there. I do too. It's just a tough part when he scores 23 in the season opener yes. and it's all this praise on Coleman. Yes. And then he really has not played to that level since then. And last year we saw him struggle with, these same types of things when he said his confidence wasn't there in his shot and, and his middle of the season last year, his January was not good last year uh, for Coleman. So hopefully he can uh, get things straightened up and, and continue to make an impact on this team. All right. That's about it from this Bryce. Nothing that was truly all that unexpected. We mm-hmm. figured Sky Clark could make this many <laughs> shots and he did at uh, this kind of effort. We knew RJ Melendez had it in him. We'd seen it before his uh, career high up until today when he scored 17 was 14 and uh, hadn't hadn't been in double figures that often, so uh, nice showing for him. And uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. When when you only score 16 and you're below your season average, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think you're doing all right. Uh, six of 11 from the floor uh, for him. Do you know what I think is interesting to note is that we've had someone each game is a different yeah. leading scorer. No so doubt. I think that's an interesting note for the Salina team because they said there's a team of like no position, they're positionless. Yeah. You know, I think that's really neat that. They're having guards, leading scorer. They're having forwards. Everyone just swapping it up here, and I, I think that's a really good sign for line I team. Obviously, no doubt. you want someone to dominate, but if someone's having a bad game, someone else is kind of dominating and stepping up. We've seen, you know, from Coleman in that first game, yeah. like we mentioned, scoring twenty three to Jaden scoring fourteen in Vegas to Terrence scoring twenty nine in Vegas against UCLA, and then tonight it's Sky Clark scoring nineteen with RJ right there with seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's a tremendous point, Bryce, that uh there is several guys in the past couple mm-hmm. of years it's either been Kofi or Io yep. pretty much. And if those two were not on, it was really tough for Illinois to have a good night. All right, that's going to wrap it up tonight here from this 92-59 win, Illinois over Lindenwood. We will pot again Saturday, Illinois football at Northwestern to close out the regular season, looking to win its eighth game of the regular season for the first time since 2007. It has been a long time for the Orange and Blue. 14.5 point favorites at Northwestern. Bryce and I will be there at Ryan Field. Should be a pretty nice day. We'll look forward to that and talk to you again tomorrow, Saturday, on the WCIA 3-in-1 pod.